Mario Kart is known for its many tracks like Donut Plains, Koopa Troopa Beach, and Rainbow Road. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're discussing Mario Kart music tracks. most panic-inducing soundtrack there is. <laughs> Rainbow Road. Hello and welcome to Drink In Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks, just like the song that you just heard. Uh, this episode is featuring the Back on Track uh, IPA from... Uh, which one is it? Oh, Hoosier Brewing Company. Uh, this is part of the Indiana Independent Relief Fund. Uh, we've had a few of their beers on drinking Geek Out, and we've had this one sitting around. And tracks have a lot to do with tracks, tracks <laughs> of music, and also tracks race tracks of racing. <laughs> there you go. So it's a double meeting for this one. Uh, I am player one, the Duke, and I am player two, Saf. And that track you are currently listening to is the SNES Rainbow Road from Mario Kart Eight. Um, so as you heard in our Mario Kart episode of Drink In, Geek Out, they do reuse tracks a lot, and um, they updated the music for this track, and the graphics, obviously. And um, the reason I use this as the theme song is we already did an SNES um, Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart, Mm -hmm. is what that game is called, episode on Drink In, Geek Out, so there's not going to be any Super Mario Kart music on this episode, but I wanted to shout out to that game yeah uh, i also uh just recently purchased mario kart 8 uh for the wii u mm, yes uh, that was quite the the hassle the first <laughs> disc didn't work i had to find a second one luckily they had one and then i played a couple races and of course i was luigi why would mm, i not why be not? uh it was just oh my gosh playing the battle modes and playing you know all those things listening to music is just so fantastic mm-hmm. to be able to get back and doing it again after so long, and especially when you're not drinking. Like, <laughs> a lot of the times playing this game, just a lot of drinking while playing it. And so I didn't really get to sit back and enjoy the music. Uh, but definitely it was, it was, de- it was worth, uh, worth checking out and doing for sure. Uh, I mean, you mentioned it. Speaking of drinking. Yeah. Oh, let's get to our beer. We do have one of those. Uh, the beer on this episode is, as I said, back on track, or essentially back on the racetrack <laughs> uh, for Mario Kart. And this one is from the Hoosier Brewing Company out of Bloomington. Uh, and it is their deep uh, part of the indie uh, independent release. Actually, fund. I think they're in Greenwood. Greenwood? Now. Oh. The Bloomington one closed. Oh, okay. Well, then they're just in Greenwood. Cool, 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 cool. You picked it up in Greenwood, right? Yep. Uh, so we've had a little bit of discussion on Indie Relief Fund. It's essentially just a really uh, f- frontline foundation for everyone in Indiana, for the for people who are up on the front lines uh, through this COVID release yes. uh, and all it, those things. It's a good uh, – uh, what do I – where do I want to use? <laughs> the group – Organization, the yeah. uh, charity organization. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that was so difficult for me. It is a good charity organization that benefits 
restaurant workers and bar workers, and they would keep releasing beers to raise money for this yeah. uh, cause. Yeah. So back in the day, it says celebrate our reopening and help us support the IIRF. Uh, we were donating 100% of the proceeds of the beer to fund those in the in, in our industry who have lost wages due to COVID-19. This beer is process, made possible with Sugar Creek Malt, of course, and Crazy Hop or Crazy Horse Hops, uh, which they've supplied pretty much everything for every single so. uh, beer that we've had. So it's it's pretty exciting. Uh, this can. I'm like all out of order. We start with can, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, it's very dark. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a purpley. A, uh, yeah, very dark colored sticker label. Mm-hmm. And it says back on track. And there seems to be like a railroad track mm-hmm. type dealio going across leading into the IIRF logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, they use the same colors as that logo. So it's like the blue and the goldish yellow. Yeah, like the colors on our Indianapolis flag or Indiana flag. Yeah, the the state flag. Yeah, the the one with the the golden woman with the torch, torch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very simple and nothing really special about it. I do like that it's different than the other logos we've been using because yeah. that was just basic logo, uh, the Indiana relief logo with the beer name next to it, there was and potentially the logo from from the brewery from that the brewery, was making yeah. it. So this is, I think this is the first one that's different. We have one coming up uh, that oh, is yes. also different uh, as well. But uh, the, it's, it's it's exciting to see something that has some you know variety to it other than the style of beer. Yeah, this is and this is like the fourth or the fifth in the series, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. We've had we, four of them on. We've Could done them out of, kind of out of order, yeah, we too. Did. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't remember which. This was the most recent one up to this recording. Mm-hmm. And there's one before this that we have not talked about yet continuing the theme of being out of order. <laughs> um, um all right so color wise of this beer uh oh we didn't even talk about the it has 7.8 percent there's no ibu so no geek reference well okay. we will make that up later yeah hopefully. we'll make one of those up later yeah so the colors it is uh definitely a little bit more golden than i was anticipating for mm-hmm. being a deepa um oof, i have my guess based on my view i don't know about yours uh yeah i'm uh i'm in the second uh row same well your row second row might be different than mine <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the six range okay yes <laughs> i was but um, it was kind of like Six or seven is where I was. Yeah, so your your view is different from from what I could tell. My view because I'm holding up You're against, like right the, against light. the light. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean I can go with uh, Clyde. Yeah, that's uh, kind of where because the part of the room I'm looking at it's darker, so it looks a little darker. But I'm also trying to see your angle. Yeah, and- I definitely see more of a star foxy on my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so between six and seven, I you know there's no fault there. Can't be upset about it. So Clyde's ghost it is number seven. Um, then we can smell it and see. Kind of disappointed that this wasn't like a over the top. I could smell it once I opened the can. Yeah, like it's the... a little, but it's not also a West Coast IPA and yeah, not so. one of those double dry hopped bombs of hops <laughs> that you can <laughs> stink up a whole room with. It's a little right. muted compared to that. But it definitely once you get your nose in there, you can smell the hops. Mm-hmm. It's very light though. Uh, yeah. Very piney. 
Um, but yeah, it's not as hoppy. It's more malty, like mm-hmm. on the the nose. Yeah, for sure. I can't really smell the any citrus, anything like mm-hmm. that. I, I'm not really sure uh, how West Coast this is or how double that is. I don't know. To you know, yeah, double IPA. So there's a secondary hopping process that happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, the double could just be referring to the alcohol content. Yeah, it is 7.8%. So, All right, let's see what we can taste. It's got a very pale ale taste to it. Like OG mm-hmm. pale ale. Doesn't really taste like a, a indie in, or in India you know, pale ale. There's not a whole lot of hop behind it. It tastes a little bit of bitterness to it, but it really tastes yeah. like, you know, an OG pale ale. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting the West Coast vibes off of this one. It's very oh. smooth and and uh, drinkable. It's just yeah. the flavor is not as hoppy as I was anticipating or as tropical. A little different of a back-end mm-hmm. taste, too. Um, like, weirdly, like, bittery, soury type of... I don't mean, like, sours and sour beer. Just sour as if something went bad. Yeah, it's... It's almost like thick, like it leaves a layer on yeah. your tongue of whatever behind. It definitely maltier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to guess, this is probably like a 33 or 34 IBUs. Um, even though it's bittery to the taste, yeah, it's, it's not technically bitter. It's not like opinion. hot bitterness. It's more yeah. just like a lingering bitterness. Yeah. Um, what would you say? I was going to say 33. Oh, right there on it. <laughs> rolling Rock. This tastes a little bit better than a Rolling <laughs> Rock. Agreed. Uh, and they, the reason why it's Rolling Rock is because 33 is printed on every single one of their bottles. Yeah, I don't know what it refers to. I just remember seeing it on the bottles. <laughs> it's like 33 flavors. We got Baskin Robbins <laughs> in, a, in a jar. Uh, so on untapped, there are 41 unique check-ins, only 43 total. Wow. Um, and there's an average of 3.56 out of the 39 total ratings. So not a lot of people have, uh, either drank this or checked it in at least. Right. I don't have any friends who've checked it in either. So not really going to be able to provide anything. A Mick Beer checked this one in and gave it a 3.75, but no comments to go along with that. And that was back in July. So it's been out a couple of months, a few months, but I guess it wasn't not a huge re- release or the just yeah. people buying it have not been checking it in. Uh, two days ago, Jacob C. said IBU 99. Hmm. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from with that, but... I don't know. Especially, it looks like he's got multiple beers in front of him. So maybe the one he drank right before this is affecting mm-hmm. and making this one taste more bitter. Because it is bitter, but it, it's not like overly bitter. It, it definitely, it's not like a Palajack type of mm-hmm. bitter, you know. Unless he's going like, say, 99 is in like a, a Madden score rating or a player rating <laughs> is the maximum you can go. I, I just don't see it, you know. 99 bitters, but a... Something ain't one. I don't know. I didn't but have a flavor anything. ain't one. <laughs> I didn't have anything to finish that with. Yeah. Uh, this person's poor. 
from September 13th looks more appetizing than ours. Yeah, I actually have this pulled up on my screen too. Yeah. I think there must have been some canning issue. Mine is very hazy and full of green trubs. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't even look like the picture, other pictures at all. Not a drain pour, but surprising given their other IPAs being so solid. Def not a West Coast IPA. I kind of want that one now. I know. That one looks delicious. Like a hazy IPA, as that, they said. Yeah. And ours is like crystal clear. You can see right through it. See my fingers on the other side of the glass. So interesting. They got like the bottom of a keg with all the sediment or something in their canes. Yeah, this Macho Man dude, he took a picture, and it looks exactly like ours. So he definitely got a weird, weird label pour. Something got mixed up. Yeah, because every other beer looks like ours on here. Um, apparently, in September, there was a Anderson on tap beer festival that we missed. On purpose. So on. I did not want to be around people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shucks, we missed it. Indiana on tap, darn. Way to go. Have a good festival. We missed it. Uh, but yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot of things. Um, I do like the Street Sharks glass this person is using. I'm going to try to increase this for you. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I missed me some Street Sharks for that, sure. That glass is right up my alley. Yeah. Uh, nice change of pace from all the hazy stuff. Love me some West Coast. This was done in August. I wish we just had, you know, a little bit more than this. I don't know. I feel like we got a right when it's released. Did they release any more? This one time. I think it was or? just a one time canning, from what I could tell. Maybe they had some on draft too, but I think it was just like all these other uh, part of this series. Just they released a bunch of can. They didn't really announce it or do anything big promotion for it. They didn't even when I went there to pick it up. They acted like they didn't even know they had it. it's not good i'm definitely underwhelmed by it yeah it's not um some of the other ones we've had have been better yeah i'll say that it's also not terrible technically Mm -hmm. but i mean considering what you know i don't know just considering it's just underwhelming for sure all right um I'll just continue with what I'm doing. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. Uh, everything I said just moments ago pretty much echoes the rating. Um, it's good, but it's just not over the top. It's not extra special. It's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agreed. I also gave it a 3.5, and I just said not as West Coasty as I would have expected. And it's just, it doesn't, there's not much to it. It's right. like, it doesn't have a whole lot of flavor, and then it just leaves a little bitterness on your tongue. There's not enough to it to um, keep me wanting more of it. It's just kind of a okay IPA, but not West Coast or anything. Yeah, very pale ale to me. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of like drinking a bass or, or something in that vein, mm-hmm. which is you have an American pale ale, or you just have... A pale ale, you don't have, you know, something very, I don't know, very hoppy. Even though it tastes bitter, it's definitely not, like, from the hops, I don't think. Feel free to add us about that, but, you know, whatever, I just... Only 40 people have tried it, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> and not many of you listening have even had it. 
they might actually uh you might actually be able to still pick it up at, at, at the brewery if if you uh head out to greenwood mm-hmm. they have a their next release is not really a beer release it's a masket or casket event where they're trying to raise money that way instead of doing a beer release it seemed like cool maybe the beer sales just kind of fell down maybe uh, I know we went and made sure we got every one of them so far. Yeah, even the even the bottle of uh, vodka from Sun King, oh, right. I picked that up as well. All right, let's get into some music. Let me make sure this volume is on. We first up, we have the main theme for Mario Kart sixty four. The sixty four version of the game came out in nineteen ninety six. Uh, and the composer was Kenta Nagata. Definitely has the N- Nintendo 64 feel to it. It does. All the music, all the Mario music kind of had this kind of feel. Sounds like there's two songs blended together. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. I like the little bass yeah. in the background. Uh, Kenta Nagata is a Japanese composed and composer employed by Nintendo. He is proficient with the piano and bass, but also plays guitar. And Nagata joined Nintendo in 1996. In the Mario franchise, he is the most notable noted. He is most notable for his works in the Mario Kart series, as well as serving as a sound director for the new Super Mario Bros. Wii. New Super Mario Bros. 2, and the Mario Kart 8. I own all three of those games for the Wii and Wii U. I don't have a Wii U, so I probably only have the Wii games. But I'm waiting for uh, them to release them all on the Wii U, because they're getting there. Here's our second track. It's called Raceways. And I just love the boing, 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 boing sound yeah. of this one. Still drums nice too. <laughs> and I believe this is the first track if you go to the Mushroom Cup. So it's like one of the first race tracks uh, accompanying music that you'll hear. Moving on have a lot of songs to get through uh, we're not gonna linger too long on each one of these because i got seven from each game i can just sit and listen to right uh, but i want to keep it moving this is what track is this calamari desert anticipated squids but i was let down <laughs> there Ooh. you that's the reason I chose the song. <laughs> I like it. It's very Western. Yeah, kind of got like tumbleweed blowing. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I also like the drum beat in this song. Yeah, very desert, very stereotypical desert. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, Japanese composer reaching out to John Wayne films, <laughs> <laughs> uh, finding what America desert sounds like. They nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. 
I think this like the the tambourine sound in the background is in Ocarina of Time when they go to the desert level. I'm surprised. You know, they probably still use the same either instruments to record these sounds or you know, say MIDI files that they just poured into different sounds when they're mixing. that loop next is toad's turnpike this is the level where you're like racing with cars because you're like on an actual live street so there's other cars that you have to yeah dodge. that's what it, yeah that sounds very familiar uh you're like you, part of it's draw you're driving through a mall or something yeah yeah at least in a newer version of the game mm-hmm. yeah that part in the background and then you got like the other part of the song that's kind of like you're on a Sunday drive almost Mm -hmm. I think a problem with a lot of these songs is I don't really have much to add to them. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like bobbing my head. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's this? That's different. <laughs> Reaction video pause. Oh my god, guys, did you sear that change right there? <laughs> god, let me back it up 10 seconds and we can get back to it. It's almost like somebody's going, oh. Yeah. A bunch of, uh, a bunch of toads. <laughs> 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 Alright, next up is the mountain. Yeah, yeehaw. Come around the mountain. Another stereotypical yeah, theme. That's kind of what I was trying to. Uh, it's Cocoa Mountain, actually, but I was trying to get songs that uh, you could picture the level by just hearing the music, or vice versa. You could picture the music. I don't think I played Mario 64. I didn't I pay can... a ton of it, but I the the what I remember the songs. I try to choose the ones that I could. Yeah. The banjo in this is just solid. then for each one of these games there's a rainbow road so i try to pick out the rainbow road so we can compare them all so we already heard the snes version from mario kart 8 this is the mario kart 64 version of rainbow road panic inducing (laughs) love how kind of epic these songs are compared to the rest because you're like almost in space on rainbow road in each version of the game this section of the song feels like it's from something else yeah 
stars shoot, shooting stars in the background. It's very unreal. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought that I didn't ever like writing on that. You know, the, this map. I just was never any good at. Yeah, it. Yeah, there's so many opportunities to fall off. There is also this level in Mario Kart 8, so we can hear what it sounds like, kind of remixed. More actual instruments. Smith. Winner! (laughs) Sad Bowser in the background. But I, I just love how the Mario series will take their classic songs and actual orchestrate them with like, instruments and keep updating them to make them fit with times. And then we can get to our final Mario 64 trick, which is the trophy presentation. Each game kind of has their own mm-hmm. kind of ending congratulations song. After you finish a cup you and you win a trophy, you'll hear this. Yeah, you have to win a trophy first. <laughs> Drive up in front of Peach's Castle and yep. uh, get on their stands or get their reward. Very much like the Olympics when you're all getting on the metal stands. It really does have that Olympic feel. <laughs> up we got double dash from the gamecube era and this is the main theme that is very arrested development to me yeah i mean the tv show arrested development not the band (laughs) right yeah (laughs) That's where my mind went. <laughs> so the composers for this were Shinobu Tanaka and uh, Kenta Nagata. Uh, Shinobu Nagata is a composer for several Mario games and sometimes worked with other composers uh, for music within the games. It is uh, spectated that Shinobu Nagata married fellow Nintendo composer Kanata Nagata during their period of employment together. Aww. Mm, so the two composers for this game. Husband-wife combo. Very nice. There's a lot more whistling in this one. Yeah. That is enjoyable. No, I like the Mario 64 theme better. But uh, let's see what the circuit theme sounds like. Thank you. 
this is memorable to me, but yeah. it also still has that whistling, which is, I guess, you're in your car whistling to yourself. I guess that's what you should think about. Yeah, but the, that definitely sounds Mario. Yeah. So, like, I get it, you know? Like, some of the other older games just kind of had that mm-hmm. sound that sounded like someone was whistling, <laughs> and so it was easy to whistle along to it. I get it. I just don't like it. <laughs> Let's check out the next track, which is Mushroom Bridge and Mushroom City. They both share this song, I think. There's like horns, because it's another one where you're driving around with actual cars. definitely feels like I'm on a Sunday drive <laughs> type thing. Coco Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that too. I was like, I can hear that. And there's a good bass line in the back. I know. That's the only thing I hear now. Alright, let's move on to Sherbert Land. Which is like the ice level. It's very weird that it's called Sherbert Land. And I don't remember the colors being that much different. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You expect more jingle bells. Something fruity, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what fruity sounds like, but you know, something that makes it sound like you're in a, a place of a delicious, frosty treat of many different juices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bowser Castle is my favorite. All right, Let's moving go. on to Bowser. driving around in a castle surrounded with lava. This is kind of very fitting for that. Very not so ominous ominous sounds. This almost be good on like a spooky mix. I know, yeah. might be my favorite one so far it's really nice yeah well we haven't gotten to all of them but this is definitely enjoyable as far as double dash goes anyway yeah as far as 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 double dash i really like this one i can picture i can't picture the other ones yeah maybe circuit theme but like for the other ones i can't really tell but this i know where i am in this one then we got a few bowsers coming up good from the different games but as I said earlier, Rainbow Road's very iconic for the series, so let's check out the Rainbow Road Double Dash. Pretty 
pretty similar yeah. in tone. This is like the the music that you ever play Wii Sports? Yeah. This is like the Wii Sports music when yeah. they go and introduce like the event as <laughs> they go into the event before you play. Yeah. I feel like the Wii game will have more of that feel to it. Probably. This is one I can see putting on like a mix and just having it on in the background. Yeah, Alexa, add this to my summer tunes. <laughs> it's like so different than like Mario as in general. Yeah. So no whistling or weird noises. Yeah, no fucking whistling. That's damn right. <laughs> so after you finish this race, then you go to the medal ceremony, and you hear this. If you, if you do well. If you win. Kind of has a Mario Sunshine vibe. Yeah. I like. I was thinking very Jamaican. Like you yeah. earlier, you heard like the steel drum. Now mm-hmm. you like having this like. And there's a ton of that in sunshine because you're. That's like on a beach vacation. Yeah. Move on to the Wii. Are you ready? Yeah. The one I'm going to be more familiar with. (laughs) The title theme. Seems like a common theme for all Wii games to be more get up and get let's go type of thing. Ideally, because if you're hand shocks and you have to you pretty much, mm-hmm. like, we play. They but... want you to be standing up and moving. Yeah. So we have the composers for this one as Ahsoka uh, Hayazaki and Ryu Nagamatsu. do want to get up and move (laughs) Uh, next up is the Luigi circuit and Mario circuit they must share a song probably starting line very nerdy yeah it's like synthesized almost Mm -hmm. for sure in an era where you can actually use real instruments in video games they kind of keep it more muted and techno mm-hmm. so a little bit about the composers i have asuka hayazaki her main name was ota so if you see her as azuka ota as yeah it was listed as ota on the game but that's not her name anymore so i went with her current name yeah she's a composer employed at nintendo since april 2003 initially at nintendo ead 
She has composed for a very uh, a variety of games, uh, including several titles in the Mario and Legends of Zelda series. Ryu Magasa- <laughs> Nagamatsu has a composer working at Nintendo also. He joined in April 2006 and has worked on a variety of games as well, uh, mostly in the Mario and Legend of Zelda franchises. He's usually involved in with the more orchestral soundtracks. Um, and that will lead into the DK Summit theme. I think it's one, two, three, four. The big mountain level. Mm. Like you drive up the mountain and then you like jump off. And there's like a big jumping yeah, section of it. Get the glider on yeah. and go. Yeah. I wish it sounded more like DK Country. Yeah, I know. You can kind of like see the map though, mm-hmm. but you're right. It's, it's, there's not like a a lot of like whistle, mm-hmm. like the actual whistle, not like whistling whistle. And then the boom, 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 yeah. Boom, boom. It would be nice if they like sounds. tied those two together more. Yeah beginning of the song so let's go on to Bowser's Castle there we go throwback to the original Mario when you're facing off against Bowser Still very dark and ominous, like almost boss level. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Dracula's castle vibes. <laughs> right, yeah. It's very dark. I like it. I don't know about that gong. <laughs> Weird gong. Unless it's supposed to like represent something on the map, like it could be. I can't remember. Like all the Bowser levels kind of blend together. Yeah. A lot of checkered print, red, uh, gray, lava, a bridge, <laughs> an axe at the end of it that destroys the bridge. <laughs> That was the best part. I wish that would go more out throughout. Yeah, I feel like that's just like the you're getting ready to start in line. Okay, let's move on to another Rainbow Road song. Has it changed? Not a lot. They're all very similar. Still panic inducing. It's lighter though. Yeah. The level is panic inducing for sure, but the, the music always seems to be more a beat than the level it would let yeah. on. 
high high notes. You're, you're doing a thing, bud. You're just driving around in space. Flutes. I think the thing is the contrast between like the techno-ish beat in the background with yeah. like the lighter notes on top of it. It almost sounds out of place. But again, like, like they mash two songs up together. Yeah, but you compare the re- this to the rest of the tracks on mm-hmm. this entire game, and you're like, this is totally different than. And that's how Rainbow Road tech- uh, typically is. I feel yeah. like. Right, let's get to the trophy presentation and see what that sounds like. Cool. Sounds like kind of babyish, and then. Mm-hmm. Went away with the tropical theme, I see. <laughs> yeah. This one is. Kart 8, our final game for this episode, we are skipping all of the handheld versions of the game and all of the arcade cabinet versions. Yeah, now does this one include, like, does the Switch have the same music as this one? I don't know. I just typed in Mario Kart 8 soundtrack. I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe might be different. I don't know if they use the same music or not. So It might be. I feel like it's just the same, but just a little bit different. Maybe. Compared, you know, upgraded okay. hardware or whatever. Mm-hmm. Slap it to bears, man. They have quite the team. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, for composers for this game, we have uh, Shio uh, Fuji, Ahsoka Hayazaki, Ryu Nagamatsu, and 
Yasuki Iota. <laughs> Iwata. I'm really bad. Iwata. Iwato. Iwata what? <laughs> Iwata. Sorry if I butchered your names. You probably, probably are not listening. <laughs> With four people in this. It better be insane. <laughs> well, these are kind of all-stars because it's the two from the last game plus two new people. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, sexy. Kind of Mario Odyssey film. Okay, that's enough of that. Mario Kart Stadium is our next track. kind of bleeds right in from the last song because I think it's the first track of the game. Leads in what, Mario Circuit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, Fuji is a composer at Nintendo. She joined the company in April 2007 and has worked mainly on titles of the Mario franchise as well as other, other titles like Skyward Sword and Splatoon where she composed most of the songs of the Squid Sisters and Chirpy Chips. Chirpy Chips. Chirpy Chips. Yasaki Awada is a composer working at Nintendo. At the Nintendo. He has composed for games like Mario Kart 8, Breath of the Wild, and ARMS. I don't know what that is. ARMS is like that fighting game where like the arms stretch. It's a Nintendo exclusive title that looks kind of dumb. This is Mario Kart Circuit, which is the same song, just slightly different instrumentation. So we don't have to listen to that, we get the idea. Next will be Sunshine Airport. Time for a Mario Carton. Yeah. What do you think his castle's made out of? Hard rocks. 
don't know if I hear any similarities between this and the other one. Mm, not really. It feels like I want to race here. <laughs> I want to go fast. <laughs> I like the mixture of the guitar, the electric guitar and the trumpets or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because the other ones have been more like Dracula vibes and this is definitely not that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Unless you think Dracula's hard metal. <laughs> Alright, let's see what the Rainbow Road has in store. About what you'd expect. Oh, the guitar. Yeah. And there's, well, in the Wii U version, there's downloadable content, and there are Link level, or yeah, Zelda levels, and F Zero, and Animal Crossing, and stuff. I was going to include a a uh, track from Mute City, which is the F Zero game or level, but I'm going to save that, and we'll do like a either a racing mix podcast or we'll do an f-zero podcast and i'll save it for that yeah i do know that f-zero is on my list of things because mm -hmm. i want to do what i started when i continue doing the uh super smash brothers uh, themes we've already done donkey kong kirby and mario and luigi <laughs> but i couldn't pass up the opportunity to play a zelda song so i get, i do have the hyrule circuit theme perfect there it is playing Smash Brothers. And it, I just is, won. it is very reminiscent of the Zelda levels in Smash Brothers because they do big orchestral versions. rock the guitar mm -hmm. alright and lastly the tr tr trophy congratulations area
those new composers they added must have been guitar people. Yeah, probably. It's very guitar-y. Get it? <laughs> Congratulations! It's a go. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you guys lasted through all four of the cups, aka all the different <laughs> games that we went through. You guys are the champions. Yeah, we played what? Seven times four? 28. 29, technically, because you played the Rainbow Road remix. Oh, yeah, I included that. Yeah. So it was pretty, pretty intense. Uh, your favorite track? And you can include the tracks from the Super that we didn't do. Oh, uh, it'd probably be from the Super Nintendo version because I played a ton out of that game. I can't think of a specific one. Probably just like the Mario Circuit, yeah, song from that. But I also that one Bowser one from this episode was really good. Yeah, uh, I'd have to say the entire series of Bowser ones have been my favorites, mm-hmm. and this one just was really nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eventually, maybe we'll do a Bowser episode yeah. or something. Might as well. The evils. <laughs> the villains of the Marios. Yeah. Or like a... And we could do like boss level and mm-hmm. just bosses from various titles. And there's so many options and opportunities for music. Absolutely. Um, and then a, a follow-up if we decide to do the handheld versions or the arcade versions that we haven't really played. Yeah, for sure. All right, so if you guys are interested in letting us know uh, it, which one's your favorite of the ones we played. Or, or ones we didn't play. Or the ones we didn't play. Uh, if you have a favorite game and a favorite level and you just didn't, we just didn't hear it and you were expecting it, just please let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear what people have to think. We just kind of picked what would be interesting mm-hmm. uh, to compare and contrast for us. Uh, but how would you do that? Well, I'll tell you. Go to our social medias. At Drink and Geek Out on various platforms. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Instagram mostly, but we're on the other ones as well. Yep. Or if you want to reach out directly to us and you don't want to DM us on one of those things, you can send us an email at our drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. <laughs> if you're wondering why we're saying drinking geek out and not drinking geek OST, is because we are part of the same networking circle. And of course, that is our other podcast. Uh, no sense in creating socials for. <laughs> You two know, podcasts that two. are basically the same concept, but different topics. Yeah. So we're just keeping it uh, all Invisible. the same. Drinkinggeekout.com. You can find both podcasts on there. Subscribe to both and uh, rate us on whatever platform you use. Exactly. We also have a Patreon. Uh, we'll probably add a couple more levels on it uh, <laughs> or add additional levels if you're subscribing to this one or to that yeah. one. Uh, but I think right away I can just announce if you go ahead and you jo- drop us a dollar or so, you get to pick a topic. Yeah. Uh, we're fresh. We're still figuring out what topics we want to do. We don't ha- have a schedule out yet. So if you want us to do a specific soundtrack for a specific game, movie, or TV show, uh, feel free to let us know. Um, and we'll, you'll definitely get a shout-out on our Patreon. And it's patreon.com slash drinkinggeekout. Uh, if you will... 
We don't have anything up there just yet, but if you're interested, we do have t-shirts and masks and other uh, variety of things on our Threadless. So it's drinkinggeekout.threadless.com. Uh, you'll hear a much earlier announcement if we do get uh, shirts and everything just <laughs> on you know, a break or whatever on the show and or you know, social media posts. So. Yeah, we'll definitely promote it on our social media, so make sure you are following us. All righty. Uh, we still, episode two, or track number two, uh, we do not have a calling off sign yet. <laughs> we still have not come up with a sign out right. slogan or anything. So if you have any ideas for that, you can email them or shoot them out to us. Yeah, we'd absolutely love to hear them, and you guys get to pick it for us. On that note, uh, we're just getting right here. Goodbye.